0: think you know what makes a good supermarket produce manager. Well, let's see if your preconceived notions match the reality of one winner in a nationwide contest of the best. Hi, I'm Amy Souter, your host for the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. We deliver fresh takes on keeping your business and your life healthy, full of fresh fruits and vegetables. Today's episode spotlights an award-winning produce manager, Chris Jorgensen, a 23-year veteran of Food Lion, who was one of only 25 winners in the International Fresh Produce Association's 2022 Retail Produce Manager Awards. Considering there are more than 1,000 produce managers in Food Lion stores alone, that's actually a small number, 25. Let's hear his story, what he does, and what he expects for the future plus those always useful produce department tips. So let's welcome Chris and join the chat. Hey, this is Amy Souter, the retail and education editor for the Packer and the editor of PMG for Produce Market Guide. And we have with us today, Chris Jorgensen, uh, the produce manager, an award-winning produce manager at Food Lion in Gloucester, Virginia. Welcome.
1: Thank you, thanks for having me today.
0: So I'm really excited that we get to sit down with one of the 25 winners of International Fresh Produce Association's Retail Produce Manager Award of 2022. Um, I might've mangled the order of that, but we get the idea. Uh, Yeah, so uh, at the big show I saw, a lot of the managers like get honored and stand up and clapping and everything and that was awesome and i'm excited to actually get to talk with you and learn a little bit about your history and present and future <laughs> so that's all <laughs> uh-huh. um how did you find out about that award by the way
1: uh food Lion is the one that nominated me and i found out through food Lion through my peers that they had nominated me for the award, which was just a big honor in itself just to be nominated for the company of Food Lion. We're, you know, a pretty large company of over 1100 stores. So yeah. for me to picked out 1100 was very, very humbling.
0: Yeah. Why do people say that's humbling? I've always wondered when you get an award, how, how does it? That-
1: because of, for me, it's just all the choices they had, they could have picked and, you know, for them to go with me, like I said, 1100 produce managers <laughs> are in the company to me it just it's just you know still mind-blowing it's yeah it's <laughs> been quite a year because I won produce manager of the year for food line alone and then you know I won the IFPA award so it's still still haven't fully grasped and wrap my mind around all of it because it's been a whirlwind since I found out that I'd actually won and went to Orlando for the award ceremony
0: yeah yeah well congratulations well thank you and uh, so, a little bit about your your roots, huh? Um, you what you started? You have a grandmother who had a farm in Nebraska. Or Nebraska. Tell us about yeah.
1: that. Yeah, Nebraska. I grew up on a farm, living with my grandmother, my my mom, and my brother and sister. Did and she had a produce roadside stand for as long as I can remember. You know, I grew up helping her all the time on that. So I've been in produce pretty much my whole life. Different, you know, roadside stands a little bit different than working for a grocery store, but pretty much the same thing. Produce is produce, so it's been interesting, and that's what's really helped me with food line. I think because you know I know how important fresh fruits and vegetables are to people, and just the, how great they taste and the nourishing they are for your families. <clears throat>
0: And you started with Food Lion, was it in the late 90s or? Yeah,
1: 98 is when I started with Food Lion, actually as a frozen clerk when I first got hired. And I did that for like two, three months. And then they asked me to try produce and I've been a produce ever since. So I love, love doing what I do and, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't change it for nothing.
0: Why do you love produce compared to other departments?
1: Just the interaction with the the customers. Because the stuff, you know, I'm selling is fresh and it's nurse, you know, real healthy for you. And the way people are so worried about their health nowadays, you know, it's great because they'll actually stop and talk with you. Like grocery, grocery items, like canned items, you know, not a lot of people stop and carry conversation about it. But fresh produce stuff, you know, customers want to know where it's from, if it's really good for you, different ways to cook it. So you actually get to stop and have a conversation with the people and get to know them one on one. And so I love love that. And I love knowing everything about the produce that I sell too, you know, where it's from, how it's grown, ways to use it and cook, you know, so that way I can answer the, the customer's questions.
0: Do they ask anything about um like do you hear some common questions? Is it is it usually like produce that they're less familiar with or no.
1: Some of it is some of it is just trends if you see like they see cooking shows or other restaurants that are using certain items nowadays and recipes or you know even like coffee shops that use certain ingredients and their their coffees or teas that they are making the customers want to know if we carry it and you know if we can if, if we don't have it if we can get it so yeah, a lot of it has to do with trends
0: oh like what fresh produce would you use in coffee i'm like thinking well, like
1: <laughs> a lot of them is like mangoes this year it's been mangoes and dragon fruit has been a big request that um, they're using it in like refreshers and chilled, chilled drinks so you know that's been a little bit different because we normally don't sell dragon fruit at my location but because of it being used so much we've had people ask for it and request for it so
0: so are you starting to carry it
1: yes we've we got it now actually we had to get it you know approved for our area because it's not a normal thing that we carry but yeah since I've had requests, I've been able to get it in the stores. Yes,
0: cool, and it, partly because it people are just seeing it at, at trendy coffee shops, or maybe Starbucks has a blend, well, yeah,
1: yeah, stuff like that, or mm-hmm. online. You know, you got TikTok and Instagram, all these stuff nowadays, where people are doing different recipes, and so yeah, that helps a lot of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really. I it's it's nice to hear that straight from the source because I do read or write about how social media affects the produce department and um and you're saying you're you're seeing it like in real uh,
1: time. It is. It is a lot a lot of increase in movement of items just from let's say social media.
0: Like when there was that baked tomato feta pasta. I wonder yeah. if people yeah,
1: that or <clears throat> some... of that stuff it's been um here lately, it's a lot of the greens, salads and stuff like that, that are really been selling really good. And I think people eat a little more healthier nowadays than they used to, especially with the whole COVID and everyone, you know, ep- epidemic of that and people getting sick. And now people are on a, a health trend. And I obviously, coming first of the year, everyone's got their New Year's resolutions where everyone eats healthy and goes to the gym. But it's probably <laughs> the past couple of years, people have been buying more healthy, more produce, I think, than processed foods. So, cause I've seen a big increase in my percentages that I do in the store and sales.
0: Oh. So. Not just, be, not because you're, maybe you're doing something also towards that.
1: <laughs> I mean, Yeah. We make sure to keep everything, you know, fresh and full too, to help with that. But, you know, a lot of it is just people wanting to be healthier nowadays.
0: Oh, um, so yeah. When you think of healthy out of all the produce, I guess leafy greens might come first in your mind right
1: or yes shoppers so, yeah nutritional wise yes
0: yeah um although we know that all produce has many nutritional benefits but um, oh yes, yes it
1: does
0: are you seeing some so you have like a really long view of of the produce department of having done it for well 23 years or 22 23 going on
1: 23
0: what's happened with packaged salads over the years
1: I mean, they've had their ups and downs there's a million different companies that sell packaged salads. Um, I found a lot of that out when I was down in Orlando for the IFPA award, getting to see the, the retail or the hotel side of it and seeing the the sellers and distributors and getting to meet all them where you don't see that at retail side. So that was neat to see that. And it just, people like the way they grow stuff nowadays has changed a lot over the past couple of years. So most, a lot of it's actually grown indoors now in greenhouses. So it's less contamination you know, it's a lot cleaner and healthier just for the planet itself. You know, it's eco-green green friendly and so it's a lot of companies are trending that way to go moving things indoors.
0: And consistent supply, possibly.
1: Yes, because you can, you know, can't control mother nature, but in when it's inside a greenhouse, you can control the weather and help yeah. with the the variety and keep diseases and stuff off it. Cause you know, there's been a lot of that with the romaine lettuce and head lettuce because as of here lately shortages and bad bad growing conditions, so inside the greenhouse you don't have that problem. Do you think shoppers
0: actually understand indoor grown?
1: Yes and no. Um, The younger shoppers, I do believe so because they're, you know, seeing more of it and used to it, whereas the, the older customers, not so much. They're, you know, still field grown is what they believe, but it's, you know, a lot of it is trending to greenhouses. Takes up less space, and you can grow, you know, just as much, if not more, in a smaller spot than an actual field.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing lots of different indoor brands taking up more and more real estate in the package salad area. But
1: I yes. don't know. I actually have a, I have a company coming tomorrow actually to install some new package that's grown indoor herbs and spices that they're getting away from, you know, not packaged and going to more packaging things just for help you know so it's not as dirty and less people handling stuff so it's cleaner and some of the places that I've visited the greenhouses is never touched by humans hands from start to finish it's all done automatically and robotically and wow yeah it's pretty neat to see so you're visiting farms yes I've been able to go to two or three of them in the past couple years and I got invites to come see a couple more just because we sell the products in the stores and you know more knowledge you know you know knowledge is power so the more you know and can explain it the better off you are
0: oh that's great um uh, yeah i was wondering in the nomination of of you for that award what kind of things were they talking about that that made you stand out i mean to me you just mentioned one like actually visiting farms
1: yeah a lot of it is that i mean Sure, it's got to do with your your performance in your store as far as sales and just everything that has to do with at store level. But a lot of it was the outreach beyond the four walls that I work in, in inside the community, um, helping in other stores, training, going to other states and actually doing stuff and volunteering. So that was a lot of it. And um, the past couple of years, I've done a whole lot of the out-of-the-store help and training and volunteering in the community. Volunteering? What, like, what
0: kind of Volunteering?
1: Um, food shelters here in the county. Um, I coached a couple, um, like a travel softball team, and I coached the middle school softball team here in the county. So just the outreach, stuff like that.
0: And who are you training when you do training?
1: Uh, other produce managers, even some, some assistant managers and store managers on some of the the new programs that we got going on in the stores. So you know, we do like in-store cut fruit now. and I've been doing a lot of that going around training produce managers and the, the cut people that are actually going to be cutting it on a daily basis. And that's where a lot of store managers, system managers have to learn that stuff. Now the policies and procedures.
0: Oh, uh, that's an important point because that's uh, what I'd been hearing was a, uh, a growing trend uh, that's not new, but it's just becoming more and more popular. Uh, yeah, And so.
1: Yeah. Once again, I think it's got to do with, fresh cut it's not processed it's cut fresh daily in our stores so there's no preservatives or nothing so i think the customers once again the healthy aspect of it are leading to that instead of the processed stuff
0: and they're willing to pay a little bit more for the convenience
1: yes i've seen that no problem at all i don't have don't seem to mind paying at all for the the increase in price but it's not not a whole lot more actually than than the processed stuff
0: and it's also like how much is your time worth
1: Right. That's true, very true. You know, nowadays people being so busy. Um, you know, they, they like the convenience of just the grab and go stuff.
0: Yeah. Um and oh, oh yeah, what were some so you're training them on the fresh cut program? Cause then there's if you're you if you're cutting it in-house, then you definitely have to have everyone trained and then there's more food safety. Yes. Right. Do you follow Maybe.
1: Yeah, we got guidelines. Either EcoLab guidelines for food safety procedures and cross contamination, and oh yeah, there's a lot, a lot of little things you have to be to know and you know understand to be able to, to, be able to do it properly. Because if not, people can get sick, and it's a serious, a serious if People get food poisoning.
0: Yeah, yeah. So when did that start? That you? I mean, maybe Foodline like bought bought fresh cut somewhere else and they did it. And then you took it.
1: Yeah, we used to get from the vendors from like Dole and Del Monte. They, some of the stores still do it because not every store does cut fruit, but that's who we used to get our vendor stuff through. And now, you know, we've kind of at my store, you know, we don't use the vendor no more. Everything is fresh cut in our, in my store. And and it's probably, been, probably about four or five years now that we've done it in my store.
0: Okay. So you've gone through the, the, the hiccups and ups and downs, and know how to.
1: Yeah, we, well, that us being one of the, we're usually a little trial store for everything, so we get to get the hiccups and the bugs out of it, and then move on from there. And that's when I usually go and do the training once everything's running smoothly.
0: Okay, so um, you have a, a a local program, don't you? Some yes. what's the pump?
1: We do. We got the food line. The local program, just food line local produce. From like for me, I live in Virginia. So if it's grown in Virginia, it's considered, you know, local for food lines. So we got, I'm not sure the number of buy or growers, but we got a, you know, I know a good part 20 to 30 different growers in Virginia that they buy from. And, you know, we get their local produce and have a special display for just the local product alone. And so people can see. And then we got pictures of the growers and, little information about the growers and where they're located at and what they specialize in. So it's very informative for the customers. And a lot of the customers love that, that it's locally grown. And some of them around here are within, you know, 20, 30 miles from my store. So it's, you know, pick fresh. Some of them are picked that day and in your store the same day it's picked. So you can't get much fresher.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's pretty awesome. And, you know, the price is the same as, anything we get from our distributors too. So there's no increase for being local, which is great. But yeah, the increase in local is really, in the past four or five years, really almost doubled or tripled what we sell locally now. Mm.
0: So that is really important to tell the story on the point of sale materials,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. so the people can actually see that it's just not, Pudan's just not saying it's local. They actually see you know, the farmers' names and pictures of the farmers and the location so they can be, they can look it up and, you know, some of the farmers, you know, will invite you know, the the customers to come to their their fields and see the stuff too so it's neat. Um,
0: Are there other kinds of uh, point of sale materials or strategies that that really work that you've noticed any kind of difference when you tried something? like
1: What I've noticed for me, produce people people buy produce with their eyes. It's, it's sight. I mean, if you know things look good, people are going to stop and look at it and be interested in it. You know, even if it's not something they come in the store for, if you have a, a beautiful display that's full of colors and everything's nicely like hand stacked and nice neat rows, they're going to stop and look at it. Where if it's just kind of tossed up there, they might not stop and look at it because they think it's been picked through. So I've learned over the years, yeah. You, People shop with their eyes, you know, that and smell too. Obviously you smell the oh. herbs, you know, you get, we get fresh basil and rosemary and thyme and stuff in, and they're strong smelling. So people, you know, stop and look at them. I
0: do notice, I do like to smell my cilantro when I buy it.
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot of people do.
0: Also to make sure it's not parsley. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cause it's sometimes it gets mixed up. It's right next yeah, to Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you can really tell when you smell.
1: Yes, yeah. uh, your senses are used a lot in produce. Uh,
0: how do you train? I mean, I, if even experts are learning constantly, the when mm-hmm. you get new clerks in, I bet a lot of times they don't—they hardly know anything besides just their basic personal knowledge, which can vary greatly. Right. Um. <laughs> Uh, how do you train them to to understand like what they're culling and and
1: it's just working with them on a daily basis? Make you know, just steadily working every day with them, and like I say, a lot of it nowadays. There's so much with social media and your phone. You can Google anything and find information on anything. So that makes it a lot easier. But yeah, a lot of it just the hands-on training is the I found over the years is the best way to train people. I mean, we have computer-based trainings we have to do that new new hires have to do, and that does okay, but I know for me personally I'm more hands-on learner. If I'm going to learn to retain something, it's better for me to do it hands-on instead of sitting in front of a computer doing it, and I've, I've noticed over the years a lot of people learn that way, especially produce stuff.
0: Yeah, um, we have a, uh, speaking of how people buy with their eyes and their nose, um, we have a quarterly like every season uh produce artist award series with merchandising display contest and um when we have the judges uh go and pick the best winners of the certain uh commodity categories and then produce manager and then best produce merchandiser which you could always enter <laughs> um <laughs> um uh we talk about, you know, what they, when we look at the photos and we talk with the judges, like what they did right. And, um, you know, all the crazy, sometimes like holiday displays, like broccoli, broccoli, Christmas trees. And, and, um, or just like making like a word with the color blocking, you know, Uh, um, although a lot of times you can't do that, you know, with super busy stores. Um,
1: yeah, it makes it a little bit harder.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but um, I was wondering if you had any kind of promotion that, or what's coming up. Um
1: well, that- for us, you know, we got obviously Christmas coming up, so right now it's poinsettias are a big push for us. You know, we got a big, humongous display that's it's flat but in the middle it's shaped like christmas trees the poinsettias are stacked up in a pyramid shape in the middle just that, that once again to catch your attention and they cut the bright colors of the red and greens and oranges and yellows that are on the poinsettias so you know it's just that's our main push right now and then you know it's still apple season so we have big displays of apples right now a lot of the local orchards you know still have apples locally so it's a good good push right now. And then cider, tie in your apple ciders with it, and the apple crisp or apple sauces that are all made locally with big displays.
0: Oh, you have local applesauce. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So lots of tie-ins and cross merchandising and
1: yes, yeah, a whole lot of that.
0: Um. So do you do you, um? What do you, do you do anything with recipes or suggest uses or put like? Is there? I don't know. If do, like a – corporate like you everyone does the same thing or how much you're allowed right. to do your own thing too
1: we can for the most part do our own thing as long as it makes you know good business sense right <laughs> the, the tie-ins across merchandise makes sense but yes every now and again they'll do tie-ins with grocery departments for like soup when it's like soup season right now kind of you know they'll do tie-ins with um you know grocery will put stuff in the departments to make soups where you can use you know fresh peppers or carrots and um, like the hard squashes, yellow squash, butternut squash, all that stuff right now is good, selling really good. So they do tie-ins with grocery departments for the season, like a
0: like, uh, broth or something, or yeah, kind
1: of like the you know, chicken or um yeah, the broths yeah. are like um dry beans. Sometimes they'll put over like mm-hmm. with the you know two ready New Year's coming. Collard greens will be a big thing, black-eyed peas and collard greens. So they'll do a tie-in of dried black-eyed beans from the grocery department and the meat department might put over some of their ham hocks display that near it so it all ties in together
0: do you ever go the other way like put your produce in their departments
1: um yeah sometimes we'll do um we had our peanut butter and apples here was the thing about a month or two ago where they had on the grocery and cap different types of peanut butters and then we had bag apples that we sold with them as a snack um, as far as meat department, we can do some things, but we have to be careful because of cross contamination and raw meats. So yeah. it makes it a little bit harder. Unless the product can be off the refrigeration, we can build little displays. But for the most time, most part nowadays, it's just mostly grocery items.
0: And you were saying that your store has had really good sales or or profits. Your produce department, can you share anything about that or?
1: It just percentage wise is just up tremendously. And I think a lot of it is just people eating healthier nowadays. I mean, I know like over the past two or three years that this year alone, I know we're up in my produce department a good 10% over last year's sales. And I think it's people buying so much more produce than they used to in the past and, you know, slowing down and being a little more healthier and taking the time to, to cook things. Instead yeah. Of microwave.
0: But it also must be something you're doing too. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, We try to keep, you know, full variety and keep it good and fresh and full for the customers. So that helps. Obviously, it's going to push sales if we have it in the store and have it available to the customers.
0: Yeah. I wanted to finish this with just uh, if other produce managers or just people in this the produce retail side of the industry are watching this, like what, if you have any tips or advice um, on what like what's really important to do in the produce department? I mean, I know everything needs to be fresh, and you right. gotta make sure you call out the the things that are don't look as good or not good anymore. Um, um, but uh, I mean, that's uh, like the number. One. I mean, is that the number one?
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freshness, is, <laughs> yeah, the freshness is key. Um, uh, I mean, for me, it's everything's you know crazy, busy, high speed at all times, but you have to slow down and get to know your customers, you know, especially the ones that your loyal customers you see in your store four or five days a week and, you know, build a relationship with them. That helps tremendously. And, you know, let them know that, you know, you're there for them. And, if, you know, if you can help them in any way, you know, help them out as far as getting product or even, even if it's not in your department, it's, you know, in the store in general, It still, it helps comes back to the store and to the produce department. I mean, I've seen that's been a big thing. It's just relationship with the customers really helps. And I know it's, it's hard some stores because just business is crazy and there's still a shortage of staffing. Yeah. But, you know, you, you have to slow down sometimes and just do the little things that matter the most.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much. Congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. I found it interesting how much Chris talked about volunteering in the community, training others and customer service, and barely mentioned how well his store is doing in sales. Anyway, check out our other Tip of the Iceberg podcast episodes. In one of our most recent ones, Scott Mab, CEO of Homegrown Organic Farms, and Gunnar Avanellis, CEO of AgriCare, a sister company, talk about how they incorporate sustainability in a holistic way, which means, in this case, across employees, partnerships, processes, and communities. Produce companies and retailers should think in small, tangible steps about what initiatives fit their operations and what would make the biggest impact. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and rate us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. It really does help us out. Seriously. And have you heard of our free professional development courses at produceedu.com? There's a produce buying fundamentals course and a merchandising 101 course among others. Hey, showing your course completion certificate couldn't hurt when you ask your superior for a raise or a new role. Remember, it's at produceedu.com. And turn over New Leaf for 2023 and enter PMG's next merchandising display contest, the Winter 2023 Produce Artists Award Series. Send us photos of your winter produce displays plus your year-round produce, anything that looks cool in your store's produce department. We wanna show your great work. And email the pics to artists at producemarketguide.com. That's artists with an S, plural. And in this episode, we have show notes and you can find many ways to follow us for more produce information, news and tips and insights, plus same with you can find food lion as well all the all the sites for food lion and we'll have more of these great produce industry and healthy lifestyle conversations coming soon thank you so much i hope you learned something useful and inspirational and had something to listen to while you did your laundry or went for a walk or a drive or cooking or whatever you were doing when you're listening to podcasts or just laying on the sofa Congrats. It's good. Anyway, talk to you next time.